Hey, profs. Welcome on in. My name's Rob Lightfoot, proud two-time alum of Rick Edelman College of Communication, class of 2000-2001. This is Beyond the Brown and Gold. I'm Jessica Kennedy. I'm the co-host here, also a two-time proud Rowan alum, class of 2008 from the Rick Edelman College of Communication and Creative Arts, and 2015 from the College of Education. Thanks so much for joining us today. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM presents Beyond the Brown and Gold, a show that highlights the lives and memories of Glassboro State and Rowan University alumni. Now, here are your hosts, Rob Lightfoot and Jessica Kennedy. So, Jess, we have quite the amazing guest today. Incredible. Incredible, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I told you I, I told you all fair that she was going to be great. I know. But, you know, I just never know if you're telling the truth or That's not. true. That's true. <laughs> That's actually true with everything. But, but no. You, but, but you were right. But she's all over the place. She's one of my most favorite people to talk to all the time because she is super, super, super high energy. Yes. All the time. She's out and about. It's Keisha Stevenson-Taylor which is just fantastic. She's got a great background with us. Not only at the university, like she graduated, did some big things, but now she's back. I know. She's involved in advisory board for the College of Education, which will be celebrating its centennial year as we celebrate the centennial year as a university. She has a BA in English from the institution and a Master of Arts in Higher Ed. I thought a fun fact was she was one of the first in that program, which I also graduated from, you know, many years later. So I think that that was a, a really neat thing as well. And she's doing everything. Jess, I am so excited to introduce you today to one of the most highly energetic people that you'll ever meet in your life. Yes, I know. Keisha, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So Keisha is, if you're not following her on LinkedIn, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. She's just a good time to hang out with. We met and we'll tell that story too, because that was just a fun little get together. But so Keisha, tell us about sort of your show here, how you kind of got to the university, how you uh, landed here at Rowan. Wow. So, I mean, take us all the way back to 1984, right? I want to say this, that my parents always wanted me to be here. And I was fighting very hard not to be a Rowan grad. (laughs) So we visited many campuses. And my parents, in particular, my father, said, this is a place for you to be. And of course, I always wanted to be a teacher. And he said, this is what Rowan does. So I was admitted to Rowan College of New Jersey. Oh, that so brief period that of time. That brief period, that transitional mm-hmm. period. Then I went to Rowan and then Rowan University. So I graduated high school. I was accepted to Rowan. I was a part of the MLT program where we had students of color who came to the university who were not great test takers. That was me. And I had a summer experience here, absolutely fell in love with the campus, had the opportunity to have a few classes on campus, and I hit the ground running August 1994, and I don't think I looked back. So I was everywhere Rowan, doing all the things at Rowan, from being an RA as a sophomore to being an ambassador, so being a part of the orientation team, to staying on campus, being a part of paint crew and a summer RA, which was really awesome. It's not like you had to dive into everything. I mean, I went like, right, like right away. Like, really took all, things right. slow. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, also, I was in school, right? Because that was the part of the, the experience. <laughs> you were taking classes, right? I was taking classes. I was an English major, secondary education. So that was an incredible experience as well. For me, I think I had a perfect balance of being extremely busy from being at the gym in the morning with the professors to, you know, going to the eight o'clock classes, which nobody really likes, but they're really helpful because, you know, you get to start your day to all the campus activities. And so I was involved in student government. Um, I was a part of the judicial hearing committee um, with our with our provost. Um, so I did all the things here at Rowan that made it, I mean, a wonderful place to, to live and grow and develop, I think, a lot of the skills that I have today. So your dad really wanted you to come here. Was he an alum? How did he know about the institution? My parents are first-generation Americans. We're Jamaican. um, And he went to City College of New York. And my mom went to um, Long Island University in, in New York. I think what inspired my dad was really how I appeared on campus. All the other tours, I was like, yeah, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. When I came on this campus, it was like I couldn't hide my excitement of seeing myself here. He also was really impressed with the the turn of events from a state teacher's college, you know, Glassboro State to Rowan College of New Jersey. You know, the whole idea of, of Henry Rowan seeing great potential in this college now university. My dad's an electrical engineer by trade. Mm. So, you know, the connection with the College of Engineering, despite the fact that I'm no engineer, he was very, very excited about where he could see this this school evolving to. And he still says, you know, to this day, he, he was right. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I have to agree, he was right. And I think till about 10 years ago, he was still wearing his Rowan dad oh, orientation that's very t-shirt. Cool. I was like, Dad, like he's I think- He's still a Rowan dad. He's still a Rowan dad, very <laughs> proud. But I think today I might have to get him a new shirt. Yeah, yes. we're gonna, we'll <laughs> yeah. take you to the bookstore after Thank this. You. Exactly. get some updated about stuff, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. So you said you were working out with professors at the gym? Yeah. I Who, mean, what professors, can we put them out there? I, I, listen, I, there, were, there were a slew of them, and most of them- Was were, this everybody that they recruited? Well, in the morning, I just think because you could use the gym and it was such a beautiful facility. Yeah. I mean, I would go around 6.30, 6.45 before my 8 o'clock classes because oh gosh, I was ambitious. like, well, you know, I was like, we here it is. We're paying for it. Let's, mm-hmm. you know, let's do everything. So I just remember a lot of office staff and, and a few of the professors in, in the area of science. Like, I didn't know them. They weren't my professors, but I knew they were professors because they were all talking as they were walking on the treadmill <laughs> in the elliptical about, you know, the classes for the day. So I just felt very much like, I think I have a plan here. Get up early, get, you know, get to the gym, get to class and stay focused. So um, And take the late classes too. You were well, had a very full day. Full day. So the eight o'clock classes were great because then I could go and do all the student activities and there were so many. Mm-hmm. I know there are even more now, but we had we had so many. So I was always in, you know, the the student halls and the offices, of course, because I was an RA. So I would always pop over there and then pop up to the provost's office. So it was it was a great great time. Good to be known on campus. So all the activities you took from that you took advantage of while here yeah. were those activities you were involved in in high school. 
Some, some of them. Um, yeah, I was pretty involved in high school. I mean, you know, the academic side, I was like, yeah, I'll get to that. You know, I think I accelerated as my, um, as my family reflects, you know, I was on like AP English and AP history. And then the rest was like, whatever. <laughs> um, so I think I took, a, you know, a few law classes too, but, and I did have, I had amazing high school experience. And so um, I did feel very prepared to be here. I just, you know, didn't test that great. And what I felt again about now as an educator and looking back, the whole idea that there are no closed doors, there's always a way to get in and be where you want to be, where you think you should be, and where you really will thrive. And so I was involved in high school. I was a swimmer. I was in student government. I led a few clubs, culture clubs. And I also because this is my retirement plan, I also was the person who was a, an ambassador for our theater program. Uh -huh. So I would hand out the flyers and programs and go to all the different, you know, musicals. And then we had a winter show and we had dance shows. So I, I thought about that in high school. Like, this is good practice for, like, when I retire. So <laughs> I kind of were know really planning ahead. <laughs> planning ahead. Yes. Yes. Did you find yourself any professors or mentors while you were here that kind of shaped your student experience? So many. I mean, so many. And... I would start with, you know, Bill Myers. Wow, like what a force, what a great man. I, I also got to hang out a lot with Dr. James mm. and and his son. <laughs> so that was fun. Marguerite Stubbs, just wow. I mean, she would I would be her like little shadow and she was all dialed in for it and it was great. For a long time, I wanted to actually have that role in higher ed. So I did my master's here. Well, we'll get to that. And then also George Brelsford. He was at the time director of residence life. So there were many. I also, because, you know, I like to stay busy on campus. I also had a job, aside from being an RA, in the controller's office. So if you go all the way back to, I worked for John Carroll. He was the controller at the time. And I have to say that his assistant, Marguerite Carbonaro Davy was and is still a very good friend of mine. Mm. Like I helped her plan her wedding. Wow. I just saw her, you know, a few months ago. And her husband, Jim Davy, he worked in security. And what makes them so special is that because I was two hours away, I would go to, over to Marguerite and Jim's house on Sundays for like Sunday dinner. Oh. What were they and, making? Oh, <laughs> meatballs, meatballs, mm. like Italian, you know, just Love great, it. amazing it. Italian food. And they just had a really big, loving family. And those are just uh, remarkable experiences that when I wrote my essay, because I am a good writer. Thank you, English department at Rowan University. <laughs> I, I wrote about Spencer Holland, you know, and just his connection, you know, to this place where he went. And I, I had that and more, mm. you know, in terms of my experience. And so they're, they're the people who are, of course, on the stage that we see all the time, and then the people who are helping keep us safe and helping assist in those offices of, you know, money is important, right? Just those people were just so impactful of how I want to be and how I have been and continue to be in terms of, you know, giving back and helping and being a mentor informally and formally because I had so many here. It was It was great. And so... I, you know, 1998 came very quickly, mm. and I was, like, not really ready to go. I was just going to say, like, <laughs> you were so involved. What was it like to prepare for the fact that you weren't going to be here? Well, like, I, well I decided to be here. So <laughs> <laughs> in 1997, I was like, I need to go to graduate school. I think I want to go into higher education. 
look at this amazing experience that I've had. And my parents were like, girl, what are you talking about? Like, we thought you were just going to be a teacher. And I was like, well, yeah, maybe too that too. But so I applied to graduate school. And I applied to be a you know hall director because I knew so much about residence life, having mm-hmm. the experience, and I saw the graduate students that we had here, and, and so the windup is is I got into some pretty incredible graduate schools. One, I was very prepared in college after knowing that I belong here and I'm here. I accelerated in all my classes. I did well, and I decided you know when I was applying to graduate school to apply to a few different places. The bottom line is is that the best gift was that at that time, Rowan decided to start a higher ed administration program. So I was the part of the first cohort in the fall 1998. So it just kind of went along with the brand, innovating, trend setting, going, you know, going full speed ahead, Rowan University. So I enrolled in that graduate program. I'm a fellow grad from that program. Yeah, she is. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. So it was such a great program. Yeah. So it, it really was. And so I did that for a year and I, I really enjoyed it. And then at the at during the first year of graduate school, that calling to go into education, high school teaching really came back and kind of the bug bit me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I decided that I would apply for teaching position and still continue my graduate um, degree. So I did the hall director thing for a year and then I started teaching high school the second year of my graduate program. How did I, you do that? I <laughs> like challenges. I think that's... And where was that? So I started my teaching career in Pemberton Township, um, Burlington County. I was in the middle school in a sub position. Someone was on parental leave. You as a ch- as a challenge now. And yeah. seventh grade English. Yes. Uh, yeah. Middle school sure. kids are quite oh my unique. Gosh. I didn't you lo- love them though? Because I used to in my I old job, I worked them. with kids at that age, and I was like, these kids get a bad rap at this age, but they're great. They are great. They are great. You know, the one thing that I think that has transcended, you know, as a teacher for me is is meeting people where they are. And building the relationship. And I think once I did that, it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was there for three months and that, that teacher was coming back and they you know, turned to me and said, listen, we have a lot of overcrowded classes at the high school. We want you to go to the high school. So I went on to the high school. I'm still in grad school, finishing up my thesis and all of that. And so it was really awesome to, you know, finished graduate school in 2000 and finished my first year of teaching all in the same year. What an accomplishment. How long did you teach at the high school for? So I taught at the high school. I was there almost eight years. And I taught women writers 19th and 20th century Mm. as a first year teacher. You know, the students were not that um, (laughs) into it. Well, one, yeah, into it. And two, they weren't um, that much younger than me. So that was a little awkward, but we worked through it. Um, and then I taught 10th grade um, American literature and um, world literature in uh, for 11th grade. So it was, it was great. I, I had a lot of opportunities in Pemberton Township. And again, the College of Education, you know, back to my roots here, I was very prepared to take on those challenges, and not only in my content area, but also being a part of the school community. And so... I did participate in a lot. I was a class advisor 
I'm sure you're not shocked. Um, <laughs> Wait, you got involved. <laughs> I got involved. Shocking. What do you hear? There's even more. Yeah, I yeah. yeah, no. So you know, as, as a class advisor, that was amazing, and as a, a then a then a you know club advisor at the school. It was it was pretty awesome, and then just supporting the different fundraisers that the school community got involved in. And then I had an opportunity. I think I was teaching three years or so to be a teacher on special assignment and help with redesigning our high school. Mm. And so that was a pretty incredible opportunity. And so I was a school facilitator, and so the facilitator was responsible for thinking about and thinking through how to in, improve professional development opportunities for teachers um, on the job. And so I would do um, lunch and learns with the teachers and provide them with articles to read and go into the classrooms and help with coaching. So I really, really like that. I guess, you know, when I left graduate school in 2000, the question was like, when are you gonna go and get your doctorate, mm -hmm. right? And so super high performing, parents expectations so there's that so did they expect you to get your doctorate as well yeah they had aspirations for me yes yes um and and i and i was excited about it too and your sister or no your sister not so many aspirations for their her both i have two sisters and oh. they're super rock stars okay oh okay. yeah okay. no no tell us about that okay <laughs> yeah they're rock stars too so uh, my middle sister, Monice, um, Judge Brown, she's a oh. judge <laughs> in um, in Charles County, Maryland. And my younger sister, Allison, is um, a master's prepared nurse, and she's um, an ICU nurse educator. Wow. Yeah. Really underachievers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, Unbelievably. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we rest sometimes. But, um, but yeah, no, the whole, all the expectations for everyone. Yeah, no, no stone unturned in the, in the Stevenson household. So, yeah. As my father likes to say, he wanted three girls who could take care of themselves and, you know, be in charge of what they needed to be in charge of. So, well, I, guess, I can speak to one. I can speak yeah. to one. And yeah. Yeah. So far, so good. My dad always says the same thing. He wanted yeah. to raise independent kids, and now he looks at my husband and he says, I'm so sorry. Right. <laughs> She's right. so too independent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's had that conversation with my husband, yeah. too. Yeah. Like, Mark, I'm sorry, but, you know, this yeah. is this is, this this is, is the what goal. I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this exactly. is the goal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so anyway, so I, you know, so I, I was in my doctoral program. I was a teacher on a special assignment, um, helping, um, you know, to, to, again, think about professional development and, multitude of ways and so uh, you know it was a great great environment to work in and oh I stayed there I was able to accomplish finishing my doctorate I, I should also say that I, while I was building and climbing I was also building and developing my family mm -hmm. um, and so when I graduated with my doctorate at 29 I it was 2006 and I had a two and a four-year-old true so um, I have a two and a four year old now and I can barely function. So <laughs> that is super impressive. So there's some late nights there. And, and really, uh, my husband is when people talk about like who's made for who, like he was made for me because there was no way I was going to be able to accomplish any of that um, teaching and obviously parenting um, and, and also just tending to the regular. Yep family activities and with my friends and I my friends are very important to me so I mean all facets I was on like 10 all the time yeah um and I probably I, I, I was gonna say yeah so but but really feeling fulfilled and really happy and Mark's in education, too. Mark is in education. He works at Camden County College. Is that how you all met? Um, 
Well, I met him. I love him. a good love story. Oh, a love story. Thank you. Yeah, these are good questions. <laughs> I met him through my mentor teacher. Okay. So I go from the middle school to the high school. Some of the teachers were a little possessive of their rooms. But one teacher, Paula Beatty, now Aunt Paula Beatty, shared a room. And she was my mentor, you know, through the mentoring program when you're a new teacher. And she would tell me, like, you know, there are things that we don't do. We don't sit in the teacher's lounge all the time. We only go in, stay a few minutes, warm your food. You go to your room. You go somewhere else. You don't want to be in this place or that place. Or she was a great coach. So while we were eating lunch in the, our shared classroom, she told me about her nephew Mm-mm. who had just moved from Columbus, Ohio. And he was a teacher in Philadelphia at the time. And so I was like, oh, boy, oh, my, okay. Ugh. Was she telling you as, like, uh, you should? Or were she you was like, like, hey, he, that sounds interesting? He weighs, she's out. like, he wears bow ties to church. Mm-hmm. And you would have a lot to talk about. Oh. Wow. Look at her sell it. I know, a little <laughs> matchmaker on the side. And it, it worked. He called me. I called him back. There was a little banter there. And Perfect. I met him <laughs> February 5th, 2000. And that was it. When did you get married? Um, 17 months after wow. we met. You know, you know. And when you know, you know. And I, I just told this story to another. Um, it was in an interview. And I said, and my parents met and got married after 17 months. So there was something there. Yeah, so wow. it worked out. It worked out. Yeah, my parents just celebrated 47 years. Wow. Congratulations to them. That's yeah. amazing. So, and I'm on 22. So the family expands and then your yeah. your two sons. My two sons. Oh, Aww, she's gosh. glowing. Yeah, those boys. And they're what, ones at Widener, as I remember? Yes. And so the ones at Virginia Tech? Yeah, look at you. I, I, it was okay. in there. It was in there somewhere. Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. That is exactly correct. Um, So Carter Joseph, their middle names are my dad's name. Love my, of course. So Carter Joseph is at Widener. He's, going, he's a rising senior, which, oh, my goodness. And then Corbin Joseph is now a rising sophomore at Virginia Tech. Yeah. And they're both home now? They are both home, um, which is interesting because, because they're grown up. They're grown up. Um, they leave a lot of lights on. <laughs> <laughs> so, gentlemen, turn the lights off, okay? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's so nice to have them home. Um, they are, you know, Carter has an internship. So, you know, he's doing that. Corbin is taking three classes, so there's that, and he's gonna be working. And he's like, I'm just gonna stay another summer like with retail mom because you know, like I have three class. I'm like, it's okay, it's all good. And of course, there's gonna be a lot of shore time. Yes. Um, a lot of great adventure because when they were little and I was traveling for, for work, my husband always had a season pass to take, it was just the three of them. So they both really love great adventure. So there'll be a lot of shore time. That's by like my parts. Right. right. Yep. That's right. We'll, we'll sneak away to Ocean City, Maryland. We love it there. Um, the latter part of July. And then remind us, what are they studying? Oh, so Carter, right? Because they're at school for things, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, because she was like, I guess edu- I'll get to the academics later. Yeah. Take after mom. Is there an education bubble in there anyway? They like are mom not. And dad? They are not. No, they're not interested in that at all. So Carter's a biology major, minor in psychology. He was interested at first. He's also class of 2020. So, you know, we all know what happened there. Yeah. He wanted to be a physical therapist, but decided that he's really actually interested in sales. So he's, I think, taking the sales route and thinking about medical or pharma. So this summer, his internship is related to sales, which will be interesting. Um, he's also very involved at his school. He was you know, involved in his fraternity, and he's a class senator. Um, he started a Students of Color Biology mm. um, Health Science Club. So super proud of, of his accomplishments, very active on campus. I'm, I'm really happy about that. And he's always on the university's TikTok, which is 
really cool too. <laughs> See, we got to. We, yeah. we, we're on there. Yeah, yeah. we're on there. You are. You are apparently. Well, no, you, you're on there too. Oh, I guess so. I don't know. Yeah. Right. And then uh, my youngest is an, um, he's an engineering information systems engineering major, and he's very involved in the engineering association right now. I mean, he's you know getting his feet wet. So we'll see what he does next year. And he's also been tutoring, um, which is really awesome. As a mom of two little boys, two and four, tell me the secret. How do I raise? gentlemen that are your son's age that are still mama's boys but are independent <laughs> rob's always shaking his head i'm like i gotta keep them forever i gotta make them love me forever what's the secret tell me i don't know if I, there's a secret but i will tell you this dinner time is really important one-on-one -on -one time is really important being able to give good constructive feedback and keeping it really real, mm -hmm. even if it hurts you a little bit, because it's going to hurt you more than it hurts them. And then Keisha, so where your career trajectory took you to? Gosh, yeah. Post doctor, at, where, where, where'd you go? Yeah, so I when I left um, um, Pemberton Township, I left in like 2007, and I had a great opportunity to be a curriculum um, supervisor in Central New Jersey, and so yeah. I took that opportunity. <laughs> I um, still don't know if it exists. Yeah. Yes, it does. Well, Plainfield Public School, okay. yeah, sort of central, yeah. So um, I did that for a year as a supervisor of uh, professional development which was great. Those large districts have lots of reorgs. So I found myself in a situation where I got another opportunity. And I think part of it was because I was also still presenting nationally, um, state and nationally with a, with a couple organizations. And so I was at a you know conference and they were like, come, come to New Brunswick. So I'm like, you know, that's okay. <laughs> okay. And I'm not like leaving, you know, Burlington County. I'm, I'm happy here. So this is a little closer to home. So I went to New Brunswick for a year. And really, when I was at New Brunswick, I was a supervisor of language arts, which I loved. We, you know, had the ability to adopt a new textbook, which is like months of months of vetting, really exciting um, opportunities there. I thought about how could I help redesign high schools from the outside in and thinking about community stakeholders. And, and it was a lot, of course, of what I learned in graduate school, but also what I was seeing from, you know, three different um, districts and urban centers. And despite Pemberton being in a rural community, it still had some urban challenges um, from being connected to, you know, the military and some mm -hmm. historical pieces. And so I had the opportunity to work with a, with a group from Brown University, the Education Alliance, um, then became the Center for Secondary School Redesign. And so for, you know, four years, I spent time going around the country as a subject matter expert helping to redesign high schools that had Department of Labor and Department of Education school improvement grant funds. So for some places that were persistently dangerous to places that were in need of improvement and working with school teams from superintendents and boards to um, advisory groups for the school district and of course teachers, but most importantly students. And so being going from the west coast to the east coast and up and down i got to see a lot of places and meet a lot of people and and really you know um i feel like be helpful and then of course because i was doing all that traveling i met some other amazing people and they told me about the nonprofit that i i work at right now um called naf formerly the national academy foundation and we've been around 40 years and we help kids think about college and career. So I felt like going to NAF after having this national experience yeah, made sense. Made a lot of sense about um, improving the, the trajectory for young people, especially through career technical education, where you get the opportunity to have you know, internship preparation, 
work-related, job-embedded skills alongside your high school experience. And it's not just for what we traditionally call vocational schools. It's really about kids really thinking about how they apply in a project-based way, what they're learning in science and history, you know, to IT and engineering, because we know that these are not in silos. They're all really connected and making that that opportunity for students even more apparent in high school. So they're more informed post-high school what they're thinking about. And I think that's what we talked about when I first met you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about that. That's a good segue. So there's this great event that happens every summer, I guess it does. Yeah, Day on the Delaware. So Day on the Delaware takes- Day on the Delaware. Day on the Delaware, right? It's on the spirit of Philadelphia. Yes. And so uh, it was my first Day on the Delaware. So I, I come up the plank with the ship captain, give him the aye aye. I step in and I'm maybe in there five, 10 minutes. And Keisha's there. She's holding court because everybody kind of just like, she's one of those people that like all people the energy flock just to. flocks to uh-huh. her. And she says, oh, we're used to seeing a different Bob from Rowan University. Who are you? Because they're used to seeing Bob Ballard. And I said, well, he's on his way, but I'm Rob from the advancement office, blah, 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 blah. And we get talking. And she's, wait, what do you do? And I say, you know, I connect folks for scholarship opportunities or philanthropic support at the university. And she goes, I need to do that. Let's talk. And then instantly we took a picture together. We were on social together. <laughs> yeah. And the next so thing you know. So you wish it was always that easy, It was Rob? always that easy. <laughs> yeah. But she's so invested in it. And it was great. And then we just made this great connection. Then yeah. she introduced me to a bunch of other folks on the on, on this. So it was a great opportunity when we first met. Mm-hmm. And now, so let's use that as an opportunity to transition to what do you do outside of these NAF hours? Oh, my goodness. And your connection with the commerce. Oh, and, yeah. Sure, sure. So the, the NAF got involved. Um, I thought it would be a good opportunity, again, to think about building workforce um, relationships in the southern New Jersey region. So in 2018, we joined the South Jersey Chamber of Commerce, Chamber of Commerce, Southern New Jersey, CCSNJ, because there are many chambers, but this is the chamber um, <laughs> for me. Uh, and it's actually celebrating 150 years, oh, right? Great. So one of the oldest chambers in the country. And so I increasingly from 2018 got more involved. And in 2021, I became an, uh, an ambassador and an ambassador for the chamber welcomes new businesses into the chamber. And I really like making connections. One, I think it's so invaluable to, for people to build their network, but also to find like-minded opportunities to be philanthropic, share time, you know, fundraise, or volunteer. And those are really important pieces because I do think that nonprofits are like the heartbeat of a community. And mm-hmm. so what we do at the chamber, we have nonprofits, we have businesses, and then there are a lot of businesses that have many areas of specialty and focus. And so just making those connections for people is exciting for me. So I'm, the, I was an ambassador and now I'm the ambassador chair. I was nominated last June. So that's exciting. It means I get to help create agendas yeah. and attend more <laughs> meetings, but um, super, just what you need. Yeah, yeah. Just, just what I love actually. And so I, you know, I got involved locally with um, Perkins Center for the Arts, which, you know, has a building in Collingswood right next to Camden and in Morristown. And so we serve a, a variety of community members. And I joined the board in September 2022, you know, with the hopes of expanding class opportunities and access for more people to take classes and participate in camps and programming there. So Mm. that's been exciting. So I I serve on that board. Um, I've been a member and a board member of Learning Forward New Jersey, which is about professional development and lifting up the professional development principles and practices from the national network to the state affiliation. So I've been a board member there for a while. 
while. Uh, so I enjoy that because it keeps me tied to my my New Jersey teachers and principals and superintendents. And then I also, more recently, October, was appointed to a board which is in Brighton, Massachusetts, right next to Boston, called Brighton Marine. And um, it's a, a campus that provides housing and many levels of support for our veterans. And so I'm very much interested in how I can help the the BMI team and community, you know, really become a national model. And so the newest board directors are they're national. They're they're not right there in, in Brighton. And so I got this wonderful opportunity to um, to be a part of that that board. So that's exciting. And a couple other things are on deck. <laughs> Most recently, though, um, I was, uh, you know, well, Rob, I think, had some <laughs> some doing with this, but um, I volunteered. Her you, something. Yes, yes. <laughs> she and had then, she had five minutes of our calendar open, and I said, "Let's bring her in." Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a part of the newest um, member of the advisory group for the College of Education here at Rowan that. University. Yes, yeah. yeah, so um, what a perfect fit for you! Exciting, right? That's her, what I thought. Yeah. Thank you for that, and I'm I'm excited, and it's such an esteemed group. Um, so I feel really honored, and um, we had our our meeting last week, and of course I was in New York City, um, for my day job because we had our annual gala that night. But um, but I got to participate virtually, and I'm just so impressed at the what's happening, what's to come, and really being a part of it. And so. That's that's those are my volunteer activities to date. Um, <laughs> but it could now, change. Now, what do you do to relax? Are these things relaxing for you? Mostly, I am a member of Spavia, which is uh, you know right month. You get monthly spa. Okay. Treatments. I like it. Never um, heard of that. Yeah, it's <laughs> in more, like it's sign? in more sounds. Yeah. yeah, it's right by the mall. So <laughs> it it also is very helpful to go there and then go to happy hour. Okay, <laughs> good. Um, or lunch. Yeah. And I do that with um, a few of my friends. I participate in my mother's book club because. You know, she's like, I'm not a reader. So I was like, I'll help you because that's the teacher in me. Like, we'll mm -hmm. get through it. We'll talk about the book. Oh, fiction? Fiction books? Um, they, it's mostly, yeah, they do mostly fiction. Any good recommendations um, right now? Oh, my gosh. There's, there's so many good books out right now. I just, I just really, really love this one book I just read, um, The Incredible Life of Addie LaRue. I'm learning to play golf, which is, okay. uh, it's challenging. I'm left-handed, so this is even a greater challenge. Um, so I'm working on that. My husband's a like a very good athlete just in general, mm -hmm. and he's a good golfer. So I think he gets a little impatient with me at the driving range, but we do that together. So that's good. And um, I mean, I do. I like the beach. I do like a good live band. So <laughs> you and I, Rob have that in common. I love live music. And so you will find me if there's an outdoor venue and live music on You're Friday. There. By five o'clock, I'm there. So Keisha, and being on the advisory board now with the College of Education, also has a scholarship with us, and we got to meet the first recipient oh of that gosh. scholarship last year, who was just an incredible young man. Incredible young man who wrote a beautiful letter that is framed oh. in my office. Oh, very cool. Because when we talk about the reasons why, we can always, our family, they're the reasons why that we do what we do, but that young man, um, he's definitely one of my reasons why. And so I just want to like make more money so I can give more to f young people with that type of, I mean, one, commitment to their education, to uh, you know, overcoming adversity yeah. and challenges and excelling. 
that's the other part. Like you're not just overcoming, you're like excelling and doing it. And really, um, when we're faced with that uphill battle, like how do we do it? And he he was doing it. Yeah, it was he an incredible is story. doing it. Yeah. Yes. And so it's framed. That's great. Um, I did make my children read it. Like, Good. <laughs> do you see? This is how this is important. Yeah. So you know when like you know I can't pay for like sushi because I'm doing this other thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry about it. For, <laughs> Twenty one. They should really be paying for their own sushi anyway. Yeah. So. That that part. Yeah. <laughs> well, so thanks so much for taking time with us. Thank you for thinking about me. Anything that I can do to advance, you know, the work we're doing here at at Rowan, I'm I'm all dialed in. I'm super excited to be a part of the community and to have the experience that I've had. And um, I think that that's what we're really made here for and what we're doing. And I just want to, you know, continue to see the good work forward. Rob, I love having a lady in here that has children and has done stuff because I think it's difficult to manage all of those identities that we hold. And I'm just so inspired by Dr. Stevenson Taylor and all that she's done and is still doing rock star yeah are you tired because just listening to everything that she <laughs> I does said, you've got to follow her on linkedin if you're not following her on linkedin because she does all these in addition to her her work and her nine to five she's got her chamber of commerce events that she's doing all the time so she's always out and about so she's a great follow on linkedin if you're not following her just yet i'm connecting with her like immediately yeah. as we stop recording i'm gonna connect with her on linkedin follow along to her adventures and just continue to be inspired in the ways that she gives back to her communities and her profession and now Rowan University. Well, we had a really great time and we're looking forward to having more alums on Beyond the Brown and Gold. You've been listening to Beyond the Brown and Gold on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. You can find more episodes on your favorite podcasting platforms by searching for Beyond the Brown and Gold or Rowan Radio On Demand. 